season. Good to be with you, boys. Uh, it's funny you ask because you're you're probably dialing up the wrong individual off the Packers radio network because <laughs> I predicted them to go six and a half wins uh, in a pre-Las Vegas over-under total investment on the show. I took the under a six and a half. So I was one of the more pessimistic uh, Packers supporters uh, and watchers here, guys. Uh, so the six and six is, is quite surprising to me. But to answer the question, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't think there's many teams that want to see Green Bay right now. And if you continue this run for the next five weeks where they'll play two fringe playoff teams uh, and, and kind of the, the depths of the league here with the Giants, Panthers, and Bears, you look at the Vikings and Bucks. you tell me if they're playoff teams. Right now the Packers are battling out for one of the spots with those guys. That's their five remaining games. I struggle to see them going two and three and missing out. I think they're in, and if they're in with winning, I mean, at that point, say they go four and one, fellas, that's been a team that's won seven of eight. Nobody's really signing up to host that team in the postseason. I think they can absolutely go in and spoil someone's January if their quarterback is playing the way Jordan Love has the last couple of weeks. The Packers are known for a lot of things, one of which is a patience with, with quarterbacks. I mean, I know that I think they – I can't remember how they acquired Lynn Dickey, but it's been a while since they didn't develop their own their own quarterback. Uh, Jordan Love has come alive the last few games. Is he real? Is this is this what we're going to see for the next many years? Sure hope so, right? <laughs> it changes up your entire fortunes uh, as an organization if this is the way – uh, that you transition. Uh, I can't fully remember the transition because I wasn't alive when Brett Favre took over for Don Mikowski, and I would have loved to have been doing radio when you trade a first-round pick for a former second-round pick who didn't play the year before. That would have been fantastic con- content to rip through, and the phone lines would have been hot 30-some years ago at that one, but that was a vision pick. The Packers make a vision pick when – Aaron Rodgers, who could have been the number one overall pick, slides into your lap, and you got an aging Brett Favre who, at the time, had taken you on some pretty solid playoff runs but also ended some playoff runs, right? Throwing six picks in a divisional round game at St. Louis when you had a chance to to be quite dangerous. Throwing up, we talk about it here in town of the 4th and 26, uh, where the Eagles pick it up and end up tying the game. Packers get the ball back, and Favre throws a disgusting interception in overtime. And ultimately, they lose in Philadelphia in the divisional round in 3 They were a team that was poised and close a number of different times. Ted Thompson uh, had the goal to take the investment on Rodgers with one of his first picks as general manager. Didn't have to do that. Did with that foresight. Now, he couldn't have anticipated he becomes a four-time MVP. All that to say, when Brian Gutekunst in 2021 coming or 2020, I should say coming off of an NFC title game appearance, which was pretty staggering, right? Year one of a coach, Aaron Rodgers had been good, not great. The last couple of years, they go and take love who, I mean, some believed could have been potentially the most athletic, uh, talented quarterback in the draft, but some other ones guys had him in the third round, right? That was a major swing that the Packers took, and we have seen the talent that many in that draft process saw really emerge itself with love. The, the thing is that makes him a dude is if his footwork is as good and consistent 
as it's been here lately. If he is delivering the ball in time and in rhythm like he has the last month and a half, the Packers are going to have their next dude uh, at the position, which is a scary thing for the NFC North. People in Chicago despise it because my entire lifetime, fellas, they've been running through quarterbacks worse than people looking for a good suit at <laughs> Salvation Army. Uh, you're, you're running through options there. The Packers do seem like they have a guy right now who's talented and poised enough to uh, to run the position and run the franchise for a while. The, the Packers' schedule, I mean, looks, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, they, they, you know, they have some, some weak sisters here they're going to be playing in the next little while, so that's, that's an advantage. But how frustrating is it for Packers fans to see what Minnesota did yesterday in winning by such a ridiculous score? Uh, people love to, to be frustrated with the Vikings any op, any chance they get uh, here in in Wisconsin. But uh, more than anything, there, there's a uh, there, there's a little bit of a horseshoe that many people believe is uh, implanted in, in the Minnesota Vikings right now, and and Packer fans are kind of just waiting for their next chance. Adam, they did they got probably uh, Love's worst performance of 2023 and really since the Vikings came in here and put it on the Packers 24 10 wasn't nearly as close as that and Kirk Cousins pops his Achilles in the third quarter and they have a backup quarterback fumble the ball inside their own 20 yard line and give up no points like that was that was a low point that the Packers hadn't seen in quite some time so Packer fans are excited to get Josh Dobbs Nick Mullins Jaron Hall, the skeletal remains of Gus Farratt, if that's who they end up throwing out there at quarterback on New Year's Eve. But Packer fans are excited to, to get themselves a look back at the Vikings and uh, to feast on this schedule because this was the part of the 17 games that you anticipated the Packers could be getting uh, a little bit fat. They went through the hard part of their schedule and got wins, something you wouldn't have anticipated preseason. And it's not quite the AFC, but there's a lot of 7-6-6-6 and 7-6 teams. You want to be a 7-6 team, the Packers can get there tonight. Big time. It changes a lot as long as you come in here and continue to validate what they've done the last couple of weeks, showing that ascent for Jordan Love to to be in. I mean, right now, guys, fantasy-wise, he's a top-10 quarterback. I know that only does so much. Uh, in terms of on-the-field production. But it outlines what they're getting from uh, their first-year starter. He's been very productive. And in their three wins here, he's been the driving force. He's going to have to tonight if they're going to leave the Meadowlands with a win, which is going to be a little bit harder fought. Don't get the name and the tailgating videos with his family twisted. Tommy DeVito's been productive for the Giants, so the Packers are going to have to score some points here tonight to uh, oust the Giants in their home stadium. So Matt Lafleur is he like I mean it's it's been it's a good year and you know the, the Packers are not like they're not they're not the the Steelers but they they have a tendency to have eras of of coaches. Uh, what's his situation right now? Good must be. You would think, uh, and it's much better the last three weeks. He was as flustered and angry at any kind of uh, subject, uh, any word that you want to throw in there for for what he seemed like, how ornery he maybe was uh, at the 3-6, and six, the 2-5 and five mark. And there were some people questioning his decision to keep the defensive coordinator, which, again, they're top 10 in scoring defense, so proves out to be quite good. Uh, it's, it's a transition. Everybody knew that. However, in the midst of it, it gets more difficult to feel. Matt LaFleur is trying to prove a, a lot. He's been extremely successful wins and losses-wise here in Green Bay in the regular season. However, uh, 
the postseason is where you'll be judged here. Uh, and for the Packers, under LaFleur, it's, it's been 500. They've gotten to the NFC title game, haven't been able to win the biggest game yet or get there for that matter. So uh, there's still many people that are hesitant on Matt LaFleur, but uh, the, the tenor around his name is a lot better here in December as he's 16-0 and as the Packers coach. Now they feasted on some bad teams in the month of December. As you mentioned, their schedule uh, lends itself to maybe be in the case again here in 2023, but he's still got plenty to prove. Don't get that twisted here in Green Bay. How, and I ask this only because as an Eagles fan, this is something I would worry about. How how dangerous is, is it? Like they're a road team, they're favored. There's no way they're looking past this game, right? You can't think so, right? It's a great question, though, and it's one that we've been wrestling with all week long. They're... They've gone from, guys, and and tell me if you can remember a lot of teams that do this, going from a home, uh, it opened at six and a half, I think maybe it closed at some books at six, five and a half last week against the Chiefs. They went from a home dog of a touchdown to a road favorite of a (laughs) touchdown uh, in in one week's time. That's a remarkable flip. Jordan Love said this week uh, they don't take anybody lightly. They don't take anybody for granted. Uh, They're too young to necessarily be – I think looking past teams, but absolutely so. This is one where uh, the the fan in you says, let's make sure that this is all gas, no break, and we're not looking at a letdown situation like a lot of teams in the NFL this year have had. Yeah, just so you know, we never pay attention to uh, preseason predictions on this show because we suck at them. So don't you worry about what you said about the Packers. We're not telling anybody. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate my secret save with you boys. There you go. Thanks, Bill.